Bill, do you want to just start right out by telling us how you founded AA? Yes. All right. Welcome to the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Podcast, the podcast of clean and sober, K-L-E-N and S-O-B-R, and SinceRightNow.com, with your hosts in recovery, Jeff, Matt, and Chris. Tonight. The boys go on the road to Founders Day 2015 for the 80th anniversary of AA. After all of the theme songs we tried, we tried, uh, we tried Whole Lot of Love. You tried that yesterday. Matt had, yeah, we tried that as a theme song. Smoke on the Water. Smoke on the Water. That was, that was a good one. The beginning of day one. That was all one day. Yeah. That's what's hard for me to believe is that we were there for one fun yeah. day. We tried y'all ready for this, whatever song that is. Yeah, do, 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 do. yeah. Um, but then last night, when the after the sobriety singers sang, yeah, that was terrible. By the way, and they're like, "We're gonna do a Beatles medley." It was it was properly creepy. It was exactly what you would hope for in sobriety singers. Yeah, it was. And Elaine is in the la 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 la. <laughs> I had to keep looking to make sure it wasn't a children's chorus. Yeah, but then they played a kind of like elevator rendition of we will rock you and we are the champions yeah like it was more like we will pop rock you yeah (laughs) it was not nobody was getting rocked there's a lot of 59 year old sobriety people here we are not gonna rock you no we're gonna just ease you into this thing we will not be rocked it should be noted but there were a lot of were bikers a lot of bikers so apparently according to our inside source in Akron Becky uh, this is a well-attended biker sobriety convention historically because it's probably easy to get to. Lots of parking, and it's a biker-friendly town, <laughs> right? Yeah, and well, and I don't know. I don't know our other sobriety convention type events, yeah. biker-friendly as well. Yeah. I could see it. You yeah. know? Yeah. No. Like if it's in yeah big city, you know. Just a hassle. This is easy and easy out, man. Kind of in the middle of the country, sort of. Good summer ride, right? You're aware that the highway system goes everywhere. <laughs> I like how we're analyzing. Just breaking it down for bikers. bikers. Yeah, yeah, it's a good ride. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get on your hog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's got a good ramp system. <laughs> Very friendly ramps. <laughs> the roads are smooth. They were. They were exceptionally smooth. Big, yeah. wide roads. Yeah, slicked with roadkill. And I bet <laughs> apparently there's the big ride to Dr. Bob the cemetery today, which is supposedly the big biker thing. So big, in fact, that they repeatedly gave us instructions. Of the el- the instructions were, it will be structured the same as last year, which <laughs> does no good to anyone who was not there last year. Remember last year? Just like that. We yeah, the just same the thing. same, except we're all one year older. That's funny. And Stinky Pete's dead. <laughs> Stinky Pete. Then we're riding to his grave. Okay. So. So. Here we are driving home from Founders Day. Driving home. Yep. Another day sober. Yep. Another day wiser. Yep. Yeah. It was, uh, I, I mean, I, again, as the outsider. Yeah. What do you think? If, you know, I, I still, 
I think I'm done processing it. I just think I went through a brief period of feeling like a little awkward as the outsider. Yeah. Um, and everyone knew you were the outsider. Well, right? did they? Yeah. No. It's like everyone knows you're high. <laughs> and you're going to be like that forever. No, no but, they did. Oh. Uh, I mean, I could buy it. Like, I didn't do the walk, do the walk ride or something. Or, like... Um, I still had my bright pinky or something like that. Something I missed. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it was. Uh, I mean, it was definitely. You know, I think I, I tweeted out last night that it was. I mean, there were, it was moving. Yeah. It was funny. It was inspiring in a lot of ways. Just you know, some of the stories are just incredible and powerful. And um, and yeah, I mean, I'm very, I'm very glad I went and experienced that. It was pretty amazing, especially in, you know, stadiums surrounded by thousands of us. It's nothing I'd ever experienced. And, uh, it was, uh, 6,500 or something, right? I think it was 8,000 something. In that stadium? Yeah. Wow. They said the number. Wow. It's eight something. Yeah. But, you know, there were odd moments like in the stadium when they were doing the, well, they did the countdown and that, that to me, for me was like, actually very powerful to be standing there and see then when those people were there with one day yeah was just to me it was just yeah. incredible i don't know there's a it was incredibly powerful so it was, you mm-hmm. know uh 58 uh, years well and then going the other way yeah yeah what was was interesting too but uh, <laughs> when i again felt a little bit like the stranger in the strange land and i think uh i don't know who was right beside me but when when uh he got to he, right as he's getting to like my number. He goes, "Who within? Who has a seventeen years that's been in AA for all of them or something yeah, like that?" And yeah. I'm like, "Wait, you added that on my years? <laughs> right. Like you have to have been doing AA for?" Yeah. I'm like, yeah. "The system was not perfect because yeah. at one point it was okay yeah. if you have one year or less, and then two or two years, years or more. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was a giant yeah, gap. You're yeah. in the that's the gray zone. Yeah. You don't exist for one year." Otherwise, you can be drinking right now. That's right. In the stadium. You people just kneel. Um, <laughs> take a knee. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a very, um, fascinating experience as somebody sort of removed from it. Yeah. As, a, as an observer, which in, to a large degree I, I felt like I was, just because I don't, you know, I've said before, I don't know all the rituals and traditions and um, not the literal traditions of A, but even just the general sense traditions or how people interact. But uh, I don't know, you know, there's a lot of, for the most part, camaraderie, yeah. and uh, except for well, some of the bikers throwing mad dogs, despite their, I think Matt was commenting that. What was he? What that dude didn't look happy, joyous, or free, or something. No, he yeah. looked like he was there to beat ass. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> one of my favorite things is the the AA switcheroo when you meet someone who's really rough around the edges looking, and then they're like, "Well, hey, yeah. how are you, friend?" You know, and yeah. this guy just did not look like he had that in him. Uh, and again, I'm sure if we got to know him, we'd know his how sensitive he is. And, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the happy, joyous, and free thing, you know, sometimes you see it, sometimes you don't. And I thought the overwhelming number of bikers there, I don't know, for those of you who haven't met us, we're not bikers. <laughs> uh, 
at all. We're barely scooter riders. I think we could probably <laughs> ride Vespas, yeah. and that would be pushing it maybe some days. But um, no, it was. Yeah, I did notice that. You did see some people that didn't look too pleased to be there, but you know, come on, we're human beings, you know. Yeah. So we and we we did a full on day. Like we should tell we did the a day. Wired to wire day. Man. Yeah. Like we started out at Dr. Bob's house, right? Right. Which no, which I'd never been to, obviously. And it was interesting to get. I thought it was really interesting that it had been lovingly restored, right? Right. To be exactly as it was in period. the period. In the period, the wallpaper, the you know, furniture, all the things around was great. The props. The, the, the props. The, the discarded liquor bottles yeah. in dirty laundry yeah. that they had up in his bathroom. <laughs> yeah. To show how Bob did it. Yeah, Bob apparently would take uh, his empty bottles because he didn't want his wife to find them, and he would put them, swaddle them in laundry, and drop them down the laundry chute. Yeah. And so they kind of had a mocked up little flask in a sock yeah. up there. Yeah, which um, is funny. It was. It was. A, but no, and, and how busy it was. Obviously, this is being Founders Day weekend. There were a lot of people there, yeah. but. We took the full tour. We had our picture taken at the kitchen table where, where it happened. And the interesting thing, which I never knew, was that there's three rooms upstairs in the bathroom. And in one of the kids' rooms was, like, the third step room. And that's where they would take you when they were going to third step you. And so the guy was telling us, like, you feel the spirit in Susan's room because that's where the first third step happened in AA, Right. Uh, with the third guy that they had. Right. And that's where uh, subsequent thousands of third steps then had happened in that room, which is pretty cool. And there right? was a dude doing his third step in there yesterday. Yeah, there was. That's cool. Oh, while we were there, somebody was... Yeah, yeah he was on his knees. No kidding. third step prayer. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't catch it. Yeah. Which is cool. And apparently, yeah, you can still go there. Get out, hit your knees, do the third step prayer, which is cool. Jeff, you tore down a sober dog. Did. They had some sober dogs uh, going out the back door and, back door and a little makeshift gift shop in the garage. It was kind of cool. Yeah. All in all, that was great. Great way to start the day. Yeah. And when we do form our biker gang, it's going to be the sober dogs. Yes. yes it is. Definitely. Definitely. And then, okay, so then we drive to the University of Akron, which was bigger than I thought it was going to be. Like, the whole thing was cool. I thought it was a nice university, right? Yeah, Akron, yeah. yeah it looked like a big, nice well kept school yep and we went to the a first old timers panel yes right yeah old timers panel in the uh jar center which is their like gymnasium it's where the akron zips their basketball team play yep I and they were the ruse oh maybe they were the ruse i thought they were the zips or, or was it the, the zaps is the zips and the ruse the same thing i couldn't figure Are that they out called, like the zip ruse is that what you're saying oh yeah. maybe oh I don't know, dude. I don't know. Anyway. We'll have to figure that out because well, I saw Ruse and I saw Zips. On the hanging, thing, I know. the scoreboard said, fear the Ruse. I know. All right. Well, that's a, that's a conversation for a different podcast. It is. Breaking down Akron's <laughs> mascot. Um, um, but, uh, but uh, yeah, so they had, what, a few thousand attendees yeah. in there. Easy. Uh, easily. We sat on the floor, the floor seating, and, uh, yeah, the MC master of ceremonies came out and sort of gave us a welcome and then we had three speakers in succession yeah. uh all of whom were quote-unquote old timers yeah. some serious 40 sobriety yeah 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 
And they were fantastic, I thought. Yeah. I thought they were roundly very good yeah. and inspiring and message of hope. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the topic was uh, so freely given. So it was all about how to serve, do service work. Yeah, and how to pass along the message and help others get sobriety just because you, yeah. you know. And so the, what the you do. speaker that stuck with us all day was a guy met by the name of Bob Bob Katie, Bob C, right? Oh, don't say that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He's pretty... We'll cut, we'll cut him out. Okay. I'm about to tear him down. Oh, you are? No, okay. <laughs> I'm about to give him trouble. Yeah, Bob C. And yeah. the strange part was for me is that Bob C. used to live in Chicago and be married to this woman who taught a class that I attended. She was a lovely, lovely woman. Um, and so he went to the mustard seed, and I went to the mustard seed, and I distinctly remember him standing up one time, this... His, it was just a regular share in a meeting, and he was so so powerful in describing how grateful and happy he was to be an AA and how amazing this life was that it had always stuck with me in my sobriety. And so then I see him, and he's the middle middle speaker. Uh, yes, and he was great. You can see he's got the fever for this. He was great. He was yeah. very funny. Yeah, and he was very funny. Okay. But. Yeah, and he was fancy pants. He got, Nick, but we <laughs> didn't name him that. No, we, did we didn't. Not, we did not name him fancy no, we pants because he had on a green, a lime green linen, yellow belt, pink slacks, pink shirt, pink shirt. He was just looking pink, fa- uh, fancy. Yeah. He, he was looking very, fancy. I mean, you know, he looked very St. Louis. Is what he looked. He did. He did. I, mean, I have several relatives that might be wearing that yeah. right now. <laughs> Uh, by the way, point of clarification, they are the Akron Zips, and yeah. their mascot is Zippy the Kangaroo. Uh, got it. Uh, so now we can sleep at night. Uh, Go on. So they are kangaroos. They just are called Zippy the yeah. Kangaroo. Okay. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. So anyways, we, Bob was very, very entertaining. Yeah. Very oh. enthused. Very Worked the room, a yep. large room beautifully. Yep. He had us eating out of his hand. Yep. Um, he was great. And the first woman, whose name I can't quite recall, was Mar- wonderful as well. Yeah. She was warm and loving. Yeah, and from Akron. Genuine yeah. from Akron. Yeah. Multiple decades of sobriety. Sponsors a lot of women very active in the local community. And then the third speaker, Wendell, yeah. uh, was a from Sanford, North Carolina. Uh, sort of a... Yeah, he was a good old boy. Yeah. And charming yeah. and uh, told prison stories primarily stories of himself locked up in he had more words for prison than anyone i'd ever encountered he was like it wasn't good in the pokey and the jar house and the boon tunnel and the you're just like what are you doing here <laughs> you got all kinds of crazy he spent a lot of time in prison thinking of words for prison, <laughs> words for prison. <laughs> yeah that was funny he's the one who dubbed bob Fancy pants. Fancy yeah. pants. Yeah. And it stuck. It stuck for sure, yeah. It stuck for other speakers through the day. Yeah. He said something to the effect of, yeah. yeah, he referred to Bob as fancy pants. In the context of prison, it was a little bit, it was a little bit odd. He was going for the moment of levity, and I think it was a moment of like, I don't know if you should do that in front of thousands of people. <laughs> but, and then we went, we took to the streets of Akron. Yeah. We walked to a great deli. Diamond Deli. Diamond Deli was fantastic. And we did a little tweet up with the fabulous Becky. Yeah, it was yeah. great to meet a, a listener, IRL, in real life. 
and uh, just uh, had shared lunch with with Becky at uh, the Diamond Deli, her recommendation, and then she was uh, kind enough to uh, well, she gave some some insight that only a local could could give about Founders Day and and sort of uh, yeah, it was it was very educational actually, just about. Uh, things I certainly wasn't aware of, like, what is it? The gatehouse yeah, the is gate where house. Bill where called... The first meeting, where they actually met. Bill yeah. and Bob actually met for the first time at this place called the gatehouse. Yeah. But, um, and the place that Bill had called when he was in Akron, yep. ne- looking for... He needed some, a drunk to help. needed help. Yeah. Um, what was the Mayflower, which is a few blocks down from where we had lunch, and yep. Becky took us down there. Yep. Um, and uh, and that was pretty fascinating. It was it's it's interesting to walk. I mean, not, I'm not a, a big uh, history buff in at all, but yeah. to to see where that was the most. I think that was the most powerful moment for me. And we had just come from Dr. Bob's house, which was incredible. And we did not knowing the story, but sort of remembering the story of Bill Wilson in this hotel. He can go to the bar and drink, right? right? And he hears the bar and he describes that bar in the book, right? And you sort of remember yeah. this description of the, the bar and the charming sounds and the glasses tinkling and all the crowd being gay yeah. in the bar. Happy. Happy in 1935. Uh, or go over and, tr- and try to get on the phone and find an alcoholic that he can help because he, he is having a craving and he needs to stay sober. So he goes over to the phone and this is, this is the part that's still there. There's the old phone and there's a list of churches and so he knows to call the churches because maybe they know someone they can help him. And at call number four, he gets a hold of Henrietta, whoever, who's a uh, tire daughter's, tire magnet's daughter. And she is uh, serving the community and she knows Dr. Bob. And she says, I've got a guy you can help, right. a drunk guy that I know that you can help. And that's how they met, which is pretty cool. So that there's just that moment of history where without that thing, right? That was the flashpoint. That was the crux. And there was also just an interesting element of of, uh, historical tourism and people bearing witness to this moment in time and the trappings and taking photographs on the phone and consulting the directory and kind of putting themselves in that place. And I kind of, I don't know, it's always, it's always sort of strange and interesting to me how people experience history, you know, They, they want to capture it in their own way. It was that was fascinating. Becky was great. She, yeah. she had lots of great insights about the sobriety community in Akron and some of the struggles that yeah. they're encountering that might be more unique to that area. And uh, yeah, she you know helped us figure out where to park and where to go and all that stuff, which was cool too. Yeah. Uh, and then she drove us back for the afternoon meeting yeah. with uh, Sharon, Sharon Sharon C. Sharon C. From uh, California, yeah, it was great. I thought she was terrific. Yeah, that was a after she was done speaking. I was just that was one of those things where like, um, you know, re- again, regardless, even as an outsider, it doesn't matter. You're hearing somebody's tale of, um, you know, passing through the the absolute abject misery yeah. uh, of, you know, her her addiction to alcohol and where it brought her. Yeah. And I mean, I when it's over, I'm like, man, I don't know if I could. Li- not do that, not tell it. If I could hear that, yeah. so re- you know regularly. I mean, I know every meeting's not like that, but it's just it's just a lot to absorb somebody's 
train wreck. Train wreck. Yeah. Just I mean, her story was harrowing. Yeah. I mean, okay. it yeah. was the depths of yeah, as you said, abject misery and depravity and just being empty and violated and horrible. It, but huge, hugely, you know, she scaled the heights too. Yeah, incredible place. Yeah. So she was really good. And one thing she said that I'd not heard, and this sounds like a cliche that you haven't heard, and you always, like when you hear those, that you hadn't heard ever before. The, if a, When a newcomer comes in, 10 people's lives get better. Right. I right. thought that was just fascinating to think about. And then you kind of think in your head, like when I came in, like, oh, yeah, that probably adds up. <laughs> I was at least 12. But <laughs> 12. I was a 12-er. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. But anyway, that's that's interesting to think about. And sort of the, the theme of the day, obviously, in these things is you got to give it away to keep it and service work. And that sort of was woven through everybody's talk. Yeah, I think her, her speech was specifically called like the ripple effect yeah. of sobriety, right? Yeah. 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 And it was just about how you getting sober. And a couple of her, her points in her story were how she helped her father because she got sober. Her dad had a big book and her dad helped some some guy in town. And then ultimately that guy in town's daughter Ended came up. and helped Sharon's son or Sharon's daughter or something like yeah. that. And just hit the whole thing had come full circle, which was like so incredible. Yeah, the rip, the rip, and she kept saying another ripple, another ripple. Because I think anybody who's been sober for any significant amount of time has had some odd occurrences in their life some strange congruencies and some coincidences that don't feel like coincidences and yeah. uh she had lots of those yeah. many preponderances of these just strange you know moments in time in which there were coincidences and yeah. how she, her helping someone help somebody else help yeah. someone else and you think about like at turning point when someone gets sober it is pretty interesting to think about if you can get some time in the program how that the trajectory not only of your life completely changes 150 degrees which i thought was great from the morning talk <laughs> not quite purely opposite but pretty dang close right i'm still yeah. 30 degrees bad 157 yeah <laughs> um but how the, the trajectory of everyone's life that makes perfect sense right like you just you quit putting your parents through misery and your wives and all of that stuff everybody's life improves and how profound that can be an interesting thing sort of a, a corollary to that that i took away though was i think both the women specifically even the the, the men talked about it, i think a little bit differently but both the women well into their sobriety and their recovery talked about some of some traumatic incidents yeah. in their lives yeah. you know divorces and deaths yeah. um and you know that they questioned their their faith yeah. you know both in you know god and um recovery yeah. slash aa yeah. and and just how and that spoke that that spoke very well of the fellowship in that they said it wasn't that they kept working it, it's that the, their the fellowship they had developed rallied yeah. and sort of yeah. carried them through that patch you know the, the one woman talked about how i think by the time she got home for her father's funeral when he died like the local chapter was at her yeah. mom's home yeah. already um helping and she didn't which, even live in that town right, she didn't even live in that town which was pretty amazing yeah. um but she did attend meetings when in town yeah, yeah. so she built a community exactly yeah, yeah which you, right. you know 
but that you're right. You're right. It was a fellowship that didn't let them down, even when they were, you know, they, they were in a position where they were going to let themselves down a little bit, you know, or not really. I don't know. That, that, that was interesting. And that, yeah, AA came to the rescue when they needed it most. So, you know, that that's, uh, I don't know, this might be taking it uh, off on a tangent. And maybe, I feel like I maybe beat this drum more. It's interesting that I feel like I beat it more than you guys, but it, um, just this notion of any nefarious element to AA. You know, I'm, I'm sitting in a stadium with thousands of people in AA, and I'm sitting there wondering if I'm the only one that isn't a practicing AA attendee, adherent of the steps, or has right. never worked the steps. I'm, I'm literally sitting there thinking, am I the only one here? Because um, the way we were spoken to was as if every yeah. single person was. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, there's... I can understand where, particularly in that, in at, at that amplification of thousands, I could see it being a little unnerving if somebody's a little bit nervous or a lot nervous that it's um, I don't know that that it's remotely cult-like or being there somehow they're they're being uh, they might be uh, uh, I don't know in any way strong-armed into it, but it, it didn't feel remotely like that. It felt very, um, it, it was my own sense of being an outsider, I think, that made me uncomfortable, not yeah. that anyone made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, it was very comforting, actually, in that regard. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and noting that the people, the attendees, all of whom registered and paid and were issued tickets, and just the act of doing that, I think, indicates a certain amount of willingness that it's not as if you were to go wander into an AA meeting in which some of that, you know, collective sort of enthusiasm could feel it's different. Getting strong-armed into it when you've opted in and purchased a ticket and you kind of know what you're getting into is different. But I I would wager that there are, you know, in, in a, like, for example, last night we were with 8,000 people in the stadium. I would I would bet that there were hundreds of people who are unsure kind of of what their oh, journey yeah. is going to entail. Yeah. I mean, there were, there were scores and scores of people that had under a week of sobriety, you know, or, uh, yeah, and a lot of people who were probably there with their friends who right. didn't really know what the hell's going on, you know? Right. I saw, you know, numerous folks that just didn't even look like maybe they were down for the whole thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, then, okay. Do you remember the art show we saw? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, was some, there was some technically proficient art there. <laughs> technically proficient. Well, the main guy's art, there was one guy who did a lot of the paintings. Right. And uh, they were very, yeah, what were, I mean, what kind of style were they? Like, what, I don't know. That would... <coughs> Bless you. Whoa. Very sim- symbolic. Yeah, yeah. Symbols say they put were together life with yeah. big honking metaphors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, big of lumbering yeah. uh, metaphors. <laughs> like that guy, yeah, now this is just I'm just gonna start being an asshole. So that guy is in a bottle physically. And in the distance, so he's trapped in this bottle, and in the distance is this is a shining vista of hey, that looks like redemption. 
it might even have the word redemption in it somewhere. And there's a bridge to get out of the bottle to that shining vista, and the bridge is built on a word or two letters, and those letters are AA. I think I can put this together. But if you were, if you own, if you had a club and you need some art for that club, for your Alano club, that's what you want. Well, that's what you want. That's what you want. <laughs> when newcomers come in, you don't want them to have to figure out the fucking art, right? You want the message to hit them in the head. They're they're newcomers. They don't got any time. They can't think. They don't want to be interpretive. I don't think they want. They need. Uh, I don't think they want art. I think. I think maybe. You just put the 12 steps on the they wall and then, then you're done. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. So, yeah, we saw an art show. Yeah. <laughs> this was on our way to the Ended history of the Big Book. Read. Yeah. My little screen there. The, um, the history of the Big Book, which we tried. We tried, yeah. It's a big, darkened amphitheater auditorium and it was a PowerPoint presentation. It got really granular about the creation of the manuscript and the transcription process and how the big book came to be. Some of it was really interesting. Some of it was so insular and specific to the Akron community that like the woman who was speaking, her, her, was it a grandmother or great aunt or someone was a peripheral figure in the creation of the book. And there were a lot of peripheral figures. And um, I don't know, I think that coming off several speakers and, Two historical stops already that we were kind of yeah. cashed, so we it, it kind of went off the rails when they started playing the Bill Wilson audio, which was cool if they if she wasn't trying to interact with it like she was interviewing him, right? Right. Well, it just I sort of went off the rails I for me. Tell what, I couldn't tell was that was that Bill Wilson was that somebody off stage interacting with her or was that no. recorded? That was, those were his audio, right? Well, that was the audio recording of Bill Wilson, yeah. probably from a radio interview yeah, in which yeah. because it was in which he was explaining the creation of the big book. Yeah. And she at one point in the PowerPoint this like ripple effect came on and said, Oh wait, what's that? What's happening with the transmission? Uh, oh, whoa, look who's here. And they had this big picture of Bill Wilson. And yeah. then you'd hear, you know, I would like to speak about the yeah. creation of the manuscript and the bird dipper. And, uh, and then she would ask him questions like, oh, that's very interesting, Bill. So I don't know, it was like half interview, half seance, yeah. uh, and all weird. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't true. It was. I will say, the one of the impressions I got I was, because you don't know, when Bill Wilson has been a hallowed figure, right? And you don't really know, you forget, oh yeah, the guy was a real guy. He was a stockbroker, kind of a swindler. He was a guy that wouldn't raise capital for, he was a hustler, right? Yeah. And so I thought the funny part was, the, the, the two personalities of Bill and Dr. Bob and Bill wanted to write the book and sell it and make a lot of money and sell shares in it and raise capital just like right. what, it, this was the world he came from and Bob you know this guy this sensible doctor from the middle of the country was like no we're not doing that you know this has to be for whatever just those two points of view how they sort of came together so I thought that was interesting that Bill could laugh at himself being kind of a he wanted to make some money on this thing, right? Because yeah. it's the depression and no one's got any cash and this is how it's done. And so it's pretty funny. He really walked you through the grift yeah. too. And to hear his own sort of like, um, I don't know, his, his, he was very, he was pleased with this 
swindle, you know, in a, in a sense. But his own self-awareness, the fact that he could laugh at it and yeah. say, you know, this will be the greatest, you know, monkey shine grift of all time or whatever. You know, it's kind of funny. <laughs> we're going to, yeah, make these for 35 cents and sell them for 350 yeah, we're gonna sell shares for twenty. Yeah, they showed you the prospectus of the big book. Yeah, like right. two people who are trying to get silver. Yeah, we're gonna sell alcoholics. Yeah, but alcoholics are there. They've got money to burn. Yeah. So, yeah, the whole thing Which was is crazy, right? That was really kind of entertaining. But we did AA as a startup, right? Right. Right. It's funny. We're gonna make a Kickstarter video. Yeah. <laughs> but we did. In all fairness, we did. Uh, we did leave a little bit early. Yeah. But it was fascinating, and all the all the characters that had to come in there, and all the people that influenced it. I mean, that, I think all that's interesting. Yeah, sure. just how this thing gets done. The woman who typed it, and how the whole thing got written, and you the know, typewriter she typed it on, and the yeah. it's it's a fascinating story. Though. It's a powerful book to where when you hear the human beings behind it, and then you know what a what a inspired piece of writing that is ultimately. And regardless of what you think of the language and all that stuff. The, the book is, it delivers on what it says it's going to deliver on and has consistently for 80 years. Um, it's pretty amazing that it got written. I mean, it's it's a well, it's just a divinely inspired piece from a bunch of uh, human beings, right? Right, yeah. It's yeah. interesting. And when they went through the, the literary influence, you know, garbage in, garbage out, and they went yeah. through the literary influences, like what was on Dr. Bob and Bill's nightstands when they were creating this and what were the pieces they drew directly from, you yeah. know, Sermon on the Mount and uh, yeah. the Oxford groups. Uh, what is the Oxford group book? And all yeah, that was really fascinating. Yeah. And actually, at Dr. Bob's house, they had a lot of those original books. Yeah, uh, yeah that was, uh, you know, you could kind of see, you kind of see that direct lineage. And it was, yeah. it was also interesting when Bill Wilson in his seance slash interview said, yeah. you know, um, like, yeah, I just got home from a meeting and, went in the parlor and dashed off the 12 steps he just like wrote it like like in a little fever dream he yeah. just cranked them out and then you know no revisions i'm going to bed yeah it was pretty interesting yeah that was cool okay and then we when then what did we do we went to chipotle <laughs> then we went to chipotle yeah. that was fun yeah and then we uh in the big stadium and then we, yeah, then we went back to the student union, checked the weather yeah. repeatedly because it looked very rainy. Yeah, it did rain. Like, uh, oh yeah, we got we were we were rain delayed. Yeah, for like forty minutes. Lightning but, delayed. Yeah. Everybody got in the stadium, sat down. Yeah. And then uh, I don't know who that dude was, but He's they, like, everyone has to get up. Ineffectively tried to get everybody to get up and get under the con into the concourse. Yeah. And uh, so, Matt, who who were the two guys left in the stadium? Oh yeah, we we, we did hook up with some of, my, some of my Chicago sober brethren. Uh, we had Johnny Red, of course. Yeah. The, everybody knows Johnny Red. Johnny Red and uh, Robert, yeah. the Coop, the Coop. Coopman was there, yeah. uh, and he would have no qualms about using his first and last yeah. name. Yeah. He would prefer it that way. Yeah. Um, if you could somehow work that into the title of the episode and or he would be even more pleased but uh no it was good to see guys i hadn't seen in a while you know in months and months who helped me get sober and uh hang out with them a little bit in akron but yeah so as the master of ceremonies or whomever it's the same guy who gave the same 
at the beginning of every speaker oh, session, yeah. yeah, he would give you the ground rules, rules. and they were they were exhaustive, you know, like. It went well beyond no outside food or beverages. It went into like, you know, remember you're in a meeting and uh, yeah. So that guy came back on stage and was talking about how there's been lightning spotted in the area. Please get out of the bleachers. They're all made of steel. At one point he said, it's all rubber and steel. Get out of the bleachers. Get underneath the, get in the concourse area of the stadium. And Robert and Johnny Red did not move. They, they were the last. They were the two guys. They never came up. Never, never even left their row. No, they just sat there, with their umbrellas out, like hit me, God. Right, right. I'm eight thousand people. You want a piece of me, God? I am here. I'm calling your bluff. <laughs> Let's dance. Let's dance. That's funny. What a ride to lightning. Yeah. They kept, yeah, that's just funny. They're like, alcoholics, those rules don't apply to me. Right. And a lot of people actually, they in the largest down. room, yeah, a lot of people were like, as this guy is saying, please, please, on the PA system, please leave the stands, yeah. go into the concourse. It is not safe. There are hundreds, yeah. maybe thousands that were just like, do you guys hear something? <laughs> like, I don't know. He said, do something, something, and I'm not moving. Including previous speakers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's like totems of, you know, these examples of excellence in the AA community were like, yeah, I'm not moving. So that was good to see. (laughs) It was good to see that everyone, yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, at the end of the day, these rules don't apply to us. We all believe the rules don't apply to us. Yeah. And then we saw the big, big closer, the closer, the big speaker from uh, Tina A from uh, SoCal. Yeah. And she killed it. Yeah. She was she was really good. I thought she was really good. Twenty minutes too long. Ten minutes too long. Ten but minutes too long in the beginning and the end. Yeah. She was a sandwich. And she had a good story. She had a great story and a great her love and her uh, belief and just investment in the program was contagious. She was so his her enthusiasm was off the chain and she you know, she really got everybody pretty excited and had a wonderful story and had a wonderful message and was a pro's pro. I mean, I liked, I, I really liked that she was sort of was, a, she was a little bit rogue with the message too. Yeah. She like really challenged some, I mean, she was a long time. She's a long time. Yeah, right? she, she had 30 years, yeah. but she was really, um, she wasn't just, uh, you know, it wasn't blind acceptance still after 30 yeah, years. She yeah. was challenged some of the conventions yeah. But also came back to, you know, if nothing else, just get in a meeting and sit down. Just sit down and listen. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I can, I can totally respect that. Um, and, you know, it's certainly something that worked for her despite, you know, some serious challenges. Yeah. I thought, um, and I thought the best, there were so many good parts of her speech, but the fact that after 21 years of sobriety, she's going through a divorce and has to get both of her kids... <laughs> Both of her kids clean, right? So, and you can tell one of her kids has only has nine months. So, how vital the program still was in her life after thirty years? Yeah, as of right now, he only has nine months. Right, yeah. as of right now, he only has nine months. So, how can how just yeah, of the moment the whole thing was. It wasn't like you know thirty years ago I got sober mm-hmm. and this, but whatever. It's just still a living, breathing thing. And how I heard describing when she got took her fingers off her kids and gave her kids to AA and brought them to their meeting and let the meeting do the work and right. let the men in the meeting take her two boys and get them sober and whatever. I thought that was really 
a great talk, but powerful, really powerful part. And I will say, her denial was powerful yeah. 20, 30 years ago, and the stories of her denial were both yeah. cringeworthy and hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. she was drinking repeatedly on Anabuse was yeah. just, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. yeah, but it was fun. Yeah. She was a good storyteller. She was a good storyteller. So shout out to her. And then we uh, went home, right? Yeah, now we went home, went to sleep, yeah, and now we're day. on the road. And uh, that was the most meetings you've ever obviously attended in any month-long period, much less a twelve-hour period, Chris. Oh yeah, no, it, it, was, it was it was three in one. Three in one day. And uh, it it took me the second meeting. It wasn't until the second meeting when I realized what he said before. It's like when you step in here, this is an AA meeting. Yeah, and it's just because I didn't think about it, like yeah. that. It's just because it's huge. Yeah, and it was basically two. two what I thought were huge meetings and then I didn't even quite get you know then we'd get into the stadium like yeah. that's a huge, that's a huge meeting. and it would just be a, it's just a huge speaker meeting yeah. all of right basically yeah, um, yeah it ended and it began in the same fashion as yeah. any meeting anywhere in the country yeah. you know we read how it works read the preamble they read the 12 traditions which not every meeting does uh, actually not every meeting reads the, the how it works or the preamble either but those are components that pop up with regularity in various places and then ending with the Lord's Prayer, you know, which, you know, and I'll be totally honest, I've, that is one thing I've always sort of been a little weird about. Just because, yeah, you know what, and I got over it because getting over all the things that I'm weird about was part of me getting sober yeah. because I, I could play semantics and I could, I could pick at this forever, you know, yeah, yeah. but just like saying, all right, to hell with it, I'm in. Um, but it's still, it, there are still moments where I can feel it a little bit because, you know, I had a parochial kind of upbringing and a lot of Catholicism and a lot, there was a lot of saying of the Lord's Prayer. Is that where the and, Lord's Prayer comes from? Is it a Catholic prayer? Uh, is it, it a Christian prayer? Jeff from Jesus. Okay. Yeah. okay. Obviously. Uh, he wrote <laughs> sorry, it. Sorry. Sorry. Duh. Okay. Uh, it's one of his greatest hits. Really but, no, uh, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know the etymology of the Lord's Prayer, but I do know that uh, I said it a lot as a kid. Yeah, and, yeah it just reminds you of a time. Yeah, and it also, yeah, yeah, you know, um, and the language of it, although a lot of it is really broadly applicable and totally fits in with AA, you know, essentially, don't be a dick, do unto others, yeah. have faith, get it, get it, get it. But, uh, yeah, the trappings were a little weird. And it's funny, at the end of the meeting last night, uh, in Chicago, in the meetings that I went to in Chicago, the men's meetings, there was no hand-holding. Uh, like, those guys, those really? guys were, oh, dude. <laughs> you're kidding. On the Northwest side, you're not holding anybody's hands, wow. dude. Come on. I have and, never, even the tough guy being said, we always hold hands. That's crazy. That's yeah, funny. Yeah. So at the end, I was standing next to Johnny Red. Yeah. We were all going to say the Lord's Prayer and hold hands. And he turns to me, he's like, oh, you guys do this in your part of the country? He was like, <laughs> <laughs> Come here, you. Come here, you. Yeah, we do. We snuggle up, too. That's funny. So you held their hands. I held Johnny Red's yeah. hand. Yeah, and Robert had already bolted. Robert, maybe he could tell the hand-holding was coming. Yeah, no, I'm like, kidding. I am not hand-holding. Those guys are awesome. That's funny. Yeah, that was good to see them. Yeah. Good to meet your guys that you got, you know? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. They're, they're, they're I mean, and just... And it was cool. I mean, the swath of humanity, all the different kinds of people. Yeah. That was really interesting, too. We talked about the bikers. Yeah. There was a large contingent of 
Uh, yeah, it was just... Uh, Pimp-ass African-American gentlemen were my favorite, right? We talked about that. Yeah, yeah very well put together. Natalie dressed yeah. uh, head to toe. They made me feel like a total scrub. Yeah. You yeah. know, and they're wearing like fedoras where the band matches the shoes, matches the everything. And uh, and then there were there was a lot of, a lot of women. The tattoos, yeah. man. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. We edit this out too, but yeah. what? It's almost like you're seeing the physical signs of years of drinking and bad decision making. Because I'm on their tattoos. Well, there's some bad tattoos. There are plenty of bad tattoos to go around. Yes, there were. Yeah, and I'm I'm all down. I'm I'm certainly not anti-ink by any stretch of imagination. But dude, (laughs) I mean, if you're gonna get a tattoo of like a crudely drawn tattoo of a stripper on your arm, like a and you're a woman. With a dollar bill sign and dollars flowing around a pole, that you just that I can't be like, yeah, yeah, I want that forever. No, for the rest of my life, I want that on my arm where everyone can see it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, bad tattoos were uh, the order of the day. And leather vests. Yeah, I was hoping we'd get one, but well, I think that may be next. We may have to get our. uh, our clean and sober MC yeah. colors yeah. together, and uh, but it was, and as you said, one good thing about AA is because anywhere else you'd go, everyone would be trying to sell you something every step of the way. Parking would be twenty dollars, right? Right. AA, it was there was a few officially sanctioned whatever. There's zero merch. You want a book? You got to go find it. I know there was. I, I wanted uh, the merch. Parking There's, was all free. Yeah, there was no like. It was uh, just. It was what it was. It was as free as they could make it. Right, yeah. There were very, there, and there was very little anybody trying to sell you anything. There's no. like one dude selling snow cones. Right, there were some few vendors. Yeah, because it was hot out. Yeah. Fair enough. There was no like sponsor midway where you go yeah. and like get your gift bag yeah. and you right. know there's like, no Verizon sponsors. Yeah, right, exactly. or whatever. Which I get it that people can't. That there's no sponsorship because what is it? We won't don't want to be yeah, beholden not, to yeah. outside influence and all that. But yeah. it feels like there's cool. opportunity. To ha- I mean, it feels like there are sponsors that would make sense. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, like that, like, gin- you know, a good ginger ale or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. different, like, so, uh, yeah, so you yeah. know, whatever, vape, yeah. you know, vaping's huge. Like, yeah. it feels like there's a way to... Clean cause, you know? like Yeah, clean cause water, exactly. But there's a way to, like, offset some of that because that's got to be also expensive. Yeah. And 20 bucks a person for the Just ticket doesn't feel like... Yeah. That's even enough, but I oh, guess so. Yeah, I bet they just charge whatever they did to make their thing. No one makes money on it; they yeah. just put it on. And my guess is that RV city, no, they don't get charged to for any of that. That's just a parking lot, parking and they just lot. park. Yeah. Well, yeah. She, so Becky was telling us if you're in Akron and you get on the Founders Day committee, it's a ten-year commitment each for each year. For for every person that's on that thing, you're on it for ten years and. You rotate what you do, oh, wow. right? You kind of build up to be the ultimate chairman, mm-hmm. but you start as this, and then by the time you're done with your 10 years, you're the chairman, and however you get elected to the committee. But that's a commitment, man. Yeah. You're putting that thing on every year. And so if you live in Akron, I'm sure every year there's a call out for volunteers, and this is just what you do, right? In sobriety, wow. like you're going to go volunteer at Founders Day, and you're doing the whatever. Um, I sat next to a guy because when we were registered, they're like, is this your first time here? And then oh, right. they're like, first timer. And everyone in the registration right. was like, woo! 
Yeah, they, what was that one saying? Get it. Yeah, get, get it. yourself. <laughs> like, you feel the power? Which was cool. But then I sat next to this guy at the meeting, and I was telling him that story. And he's like, oh, we started that last year. I'm so glad they're doing it. So it was just funny. I'm the get it guy. I'm the guy who said get it last year. Get yourself. <laughs> that was weird. That, uh, yeah. that was a little strange because we caught on quickly to how this goes down uh-huh. and you're in line waiting to get your registration badge and you know they're going to ask you the question and then you know that question's going to be followed by hooting and hawing and high-fiving. Uh, who dad? Right. So you got, you've got you got a choice to make. Yeah. Am I you can say, lie. Yeah. And none of us are no, like, super demonstrative. Like being yelled at in the face. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but my, I love that. But, but no, no. We're, all, we're not the most demonstrative dudes in that sense. And yeah. we don't want necessarily... Yeah. Did you guys say you were first-timers? I did. I, did you? Yeah. 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 I, just, I did, too. Yeah. It's your first time here? Yeah. Wee! I mean, it was, but it was like a room full. It felt like the room full of people, like a big yeah. room. Yeah. Just started hooting and hollering. Yeah. And then the one dude, louder than everybody. Get it! <laughs> I don't even, is that what he's, yeah. Is that, yeah. I, I hooted for everyone else who was first time. So that was, I mean, that was fun to be a hooter. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. And that's, what, that's one of the things I've always respected about you, Jeff, is your game. My hooter. Yo, your game. You're just game. Your game. Game for anything. Yeah, yeah we, were, up. we were at a Jimmy Buffett concert for a corporate what? event, yeah. Jeff and I, uh, years ago, and I was wearing a black t-shirt, and I was not game. No, you weren't. And I was not. I was just like, you know, Jeff's like, come on. He's like dancing a little bit. He's like, dude, get into it. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I'm not getting into it. But they're like, you're so game. That's great. I think that is a lesson in life. Like when you're at, when you're at, when in Rome, right? When you're at a Jimmy Buffett concert, you, you can fight it. When in Margarita. And just, and just make fun of everyone, which is easy. Yeah. These rich white Republicans dancing, you know, whatever. And they're Tommy Bahama. <laughs> or you can just join him. Jimmy, come on. He's all right. Means no harm. <laughs> right? Uh, wasting away in Margarita. He might mean some harm. Deep down inside, he looking for his lost shaker of salt. <laughs> I can't. Maybe I haven't grown. That's funny. I'd still wear a black t-shirt. To Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. So highlight. Let's talk about. We we started to talk about it last night. What was your yeah, favorite the part of our the long the long day of sobriety? Yeah. Favorite. Uh, the part that'll stick with you. The Mayflower Hotel was big for me. Yeah. I thought that was really good. And then, yeah, I think the big stadium speaker was great. Just the stadium was fun, right? Yeah, I would have to say the stadium was... Yeah, you know what? It was the sobriety countdown, man. Yeah. Yeah. That was really... There was a lot of gravity around that, and I'm not sure. It seems kind of crass and a little bit... I've, they've done it in other like smaller conferences I've gone to, but that was pretty cool. Yeah, and I think that's probably it for me too. And not, I, I guess, um, yeah, I'm less. And I think it, it's a generational thing too. The people that are old timers now, and this is unfair generalization, but there's there's that self satisfaction and that the I know how to do it kind of vibe going on. So I was less impressed by that. But what really moved me was. To me, the, the bravery on a number of levels, come from my perspective, of the people standing there as they counted down to one day. Yeah. And I was just, that, that was actually very moving to me, to see these, these people and you just 
I personally, when I see that, I just like want so much for them to be okay. And I get, I mean, everybody there does. Um, but, uh, yeah, you just want them to be okay. You know? Um, yeah, that, that for me was the most moving. And then and Sharon, Sharon's, uh, of all the speakers, Sharon's was, uh, to, for, to me, the most um, powerful. Yeah. Um, not that it's about comparing. Yeah. And, you know, they were all good, but yeah. Sharon's was very... Uh, yeah, hers had some real emotional heft to it. Yeah, uh, yeah. She herself got choked up a multitude of times. And that just to, I don't know, I would imagine that that is... Completely unplanned. And oh yeah. Just as a, it's just a byproduct of digging that deeply and telling that kind of the story with that kind of personal emotional resonance. It's pretty, pretty fucking cool. And you know, it was actually really refreshing. It's always you know just because I don't experience any of this as as much as a lot of the listeners even. Um, but when Wendell said. Uh, what, what was it like step five where you share the past stories of the past yeah and he said he just talked about it. he goes I step five in, in private he goes there's some things that you only tell your sponsor and then yeah. you gotta shoot him or something like yeah. that yeah. Yeah. Um, but he goes I'm not gonna share it with a room full of people he goes I'm not telling that here but, he, but there was a you know I would have read it as defensive other, other than it's legitimately nobody's business He's worked through it. He's not going to tell you what it is, but but just know that it was heavy. Yeah. You know, um, that means Wendell killed somebody. Well, well yeah, I mean, it, whatever it was, you I know that know. he still feels a lot of pain yeah, from yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, uh, I really respected that. Yeah, he did have a sort of quiet pride in that moment. You know, when he said he's like, and I'm not telling anybody. That that's between a man and his sponsor, and um, that was kind of cool. Yeah, because a lot of it was his viewpoint, you know. And I don't know. It was he just he really made a point to underline that and hit it pretty hard. It was cool. Yeah. It was cool. Wendell also when he told the story about his uh, his mother, uh, oh, God, like yeah. on her deathbed, and. Uh, I don't know. It was the, the, he was incarcerated for a long time, and uh, his mother—he had always wanted his mom to see him as a free man. And she, the point he was making is that she had, in fact, seen him as a free man because when he got sober in prison, he got, he became free. And uh, it was just—I'm not doing it justice in any way, shape, or form. But it was really neat. She was very proud of him, proud of what AA had done for him. And on her deathbed, she said, "Just promise me you'll always." You'll always go to that you know, Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. Go to that A&A. Yeah. So. Okay. So do you feel fired up? Ready to go? Yeah, I feel fired up. I feel like that was good. Very much inspired. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's good. I think it's easy to get complacent in the program or just feel complacent. I, I've gone through periods where the program has, I drag my ass to meetings. You know, just, I don't feel like, oh, God, I got to go to the meeting today. And you go because you just go. But the, you're not in the middle of the boat, as they say. And so between doing this for the last year right. and going to this yesterday, right? Right. Th- these are all things like, yeah, you're back in the middle of the boat, man. This is totally how, how it is, how you should be living, just what you should be getting your head into every day. Yeah, exactly. Up, turning your life over, being a good person, going to bed, being grateful for all this stuff. And yep. uh, that feels great. I think that's it why does. you do these things. It, it's exactly. And from my perspective, it's 
and that's I'll drive home again at the point in the countdown when you're looking at these people with one day or even two days or a week or honestly when it gets down into you know the the months I start thinking wow it's like those are the people that you know whatever I can do um, to you know to help them uh, you know sustain this Uh, yeah that's what that's what it's, it's helped uh, you know, fan those flames and, and, and keep that keep that uh, definitely well lit, that fire burning. So, uh, all right, I gotta take a break. Okay. Uh, yep. Word. Word. Word.